hate my roommate. She was just awful. Okay, so raise your hand if you've ever had a problem living with a difficult roommate. That's a lot of hands. So today's episode, we're going to give you some uh, information on how to maneuver a difficult roommate situation. So hang in there. This is Spot On, a health and wellness podcast for college students, soon to be college students or anyone that knows a college student. Spot On breaks through the latest health and wellness information hijacked from media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake. I am a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition in You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. So today's spot on segment, we're going to talk about how to deal with a difficult roommate. Are roommate problems like really a real thing? Well, let's go to the street and ask college students their thoughts. My old roommate used to leave entire clumps of her hair in our shower. One thing my roommate did that annoyed me was she would bring her boyfriend in the room um, all the time. Every time she would come in the room, he would be with her. He would sleep over almost every night and she never really asked me how I felt about it or never really respected my privacy and presence in the room. She would leave food over in our room for like several days and it stank up the entire room and you could smell it as soon as you walked in. Freshman year, I was in a triple and I always felt like I was the most annoying of my roommates. I would stay up significantly later than both of them um, and I would sometimes leave the light on, but I tried to be really good about being quiet and only using my desk light when I could. My roommate Erin and I were like best friends, but we had, she had frisbee and I had ski team, so we had separate things to do, but we were still really tight. We didn't get along from like five weeks in until the rest of the year, but both of us were too passive aggressive to say anything to each other, basically. Well, based on what we just heard, I guess there are some good roommate situations and not-so-good roommate situations. Today's topic, I really love it because this one is really for everyone. You know, those who will be a college student, maybe nervous about these whole roommate issues, those in college that may have a good or not-so-good roommate, and the post-college living people that have a roommate, you know, and with maybe with a significant other, which, by the way, is code for marriage. So I think today we're going to have a wide audience that can learn how to get along with other people in a living situation. So today I'm so excited to have on here, I have two guests. I have Abigail Freeman, and she wrote an article in the Boston Globe Globe about how to deal with a difficult roommate. That's where I stole the name of the podcast from. I just want to tell you, okay, Abigail. That's okay. You have permission. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. And it was a great article, so I said, I'm bringing this lady on. And another person here is I have Rose, and this is a student that's at, at Boston University, and she didn't want to use her real name, so she said, you know something, I've always wanted to be called Rose, so we're calling her Rose today. And she's had experience of living with great roommates and maybe not so great roommates. So let's talk about about this because I know that this is um, 
uh, uh, can be a potential problem, especially in college. You know, uh, Abigail, uh, I've had roommates that I would take home for the holidays. And I've ha- also had roommates that I'd be thankful that there's Craigslist because I can get on and find a new ra- roommate <laughs> at ASAP. So tell me, what, what made you write the story? Yeah, so I was in a unique position during my co-op at The Globe where um, it wasn't in my job description to be writing every day. I was an editorial assistant. So it really was up to me to, basically, if I wanted to write something, it had to be an original idea and I had to pitch it. Um, And I started just drawing from my daily life and things that I wanted to look into a little bit more because I think that a lot of college students struggle with having conversations with their roommates when you know, they're not happy about something to do with the living situation. So I just thought, you know, what are the answers? And I just decided to um, reach out to different possible experts to speak to. And um, I got in touch with Gail Packer, who is the director of the Community Community Dispute Settlement Center in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a partnership with the city of Boston where they offer affordable mediation. No Um, kidding. Yes. Okay, I'm going to get that name. We'll put that up on the Facebook page later. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, And she really gave some helpful advice. And at the end of the day, it all just comes down to communication, um, which I, you know, you could ask any of my friends. I am a I wouldn't say great communicator, but I have no trouble getting how I feel across. And um, some people associate confrontation, you know, with a negative feeling, but it sure. really shouldn't be a negative thing right. because you just have to get through your life by confrontation. So. Absolutely. I mean, communication is key. And communication is, you know, whether you're the significant other or a friend or whatever. So communication is key. And Rose, did you find that that was a problem with the communication in, in your uh, roommate situations? That was like the root of everything. Really? Was communication. Um, everyone had, di- I lived it with two roommates. Um, one of them, I lived with my freshman year mm-hmm. and then we decided to live together sophomore year. And the other one was someone that was kind of an addition. Okay. Um, and the reason why, like, the one from my freshman year and the one I'm living with this year, um, the reason why we agreed to live together again was because we had the same kind of, like, we were okay with confrontation. Right. Like, we just wanted everything in the open, like, no feelings hurt kind of thing. Right. And then the third roommate was the complete opposite was like anytime there was an issue it was like passive aggressive kind of things things would boil over because like no one was talking about anything and you know we tried like to get like a room consensus because it's like we're all like in close quarters um and it just didn't work because everyone had different right this is where the opposites you know don't attract and they shouldn't attract because that's where there's a problem. And when you had the roommate with two other roommates, did you have each have your own bedroom or were you sharing a bedroom? How did that work? Last year was in a quad. So that's four beds in one room. Oh. This year I'm in a triple. That's called camp, isn't it? That is the sleepaway camp, (laughs) yeah. Okay. This year I'm in a triple, so three beds in one room. Right, right, right. You know you know what I mean you can and tell me and Abigail you can uh, also tell me this too. So many college students or soon to be college students have really grown up with their own bedroom. 
You know, and so when you think about it, now you're going to be coming to um, a place and you're going to be living in a dorm room. And for those students um, who are yet to come to college, those maybe that are soon to be college students, we're talking that a, a, a dorm room is 10 by 13. Uh, and if, if you don't know what that looks like, go out to the driveway and look at your parents' minivan because that's basically what a, a dorm room looks like. Yeah. I mean, we're talking it is small as a peacock. Mm-hmm. So, so it's so funny. And to share that with another person, if you're not used to it, I mean, that must be truly a, a you know a, something to have to get used to. Yeah, I'm an only child, so oh boysy. <laughs> so you had the whole house to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so you well, really... parents worked. It was just free brain. <laughs> so that's great. So you had to go from a big house or a big room by yourself all the way down to sharing it. So yeah. that could be a real problem. So so Abigail, you we were talking about this that um, you know communication is absolute key. And um, so what are some tips to give people to better communicate? Yes. Um, So one key thing that I actually learned from Rose when I interviewed her was if you are um, discussing something that has upset you or affected your life in a negative way and your roommate may be the cause of it or may be facilitating it, um, it's good to basically not be talking to them in an accusatory way, Mm. but to speak from your perspective on the situation. Um, So Rose said that it's really helpful to not say you are doing this, but instead I feel this way because Mm. of what is happening. Right. And Rose, did you find that with that one that you couldn't get along with? Did she feel like she took everything personally? That was the thing. And honestly, and this is like, that was an extreme case because even when I did use that approach, there's just like sometimes there's like a wall that you can't get through and unfortunately that was that situation but yeah um i learned like the first time there was ever a conflict or like there was a rift um using things like like you did this or when you did or you said that or something right. it didn't it would just get turned right back around so right. we wouldn't get anywhere right. so instead i started taking the approach well like when this happened i felt like it caused something else like you know And then when you say, like, I feel, then it takes, like, it shifts from them to you. Right. Were you nervous about, you know, finding a roommate or? Um, I definitely was my freshman year Mm -hmm. um, because they were, like, obviously, like, freshman year, you don't know any of them Mm -hmm. pretty much. You can either find them online or go random. And I kind of did a mixture of both, um, like, I met one online and then two were randomly assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was nervous about that. My sophomore year, I wasn't as nervous because I thought I knew, I think I went into it like kind of maybe a little too comfortable, mm-hmm. thinking I knew what, like all there was to know about living with people. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, I was. You learned the ropes maybe a little bit. Yeah. So that's but great. But it, was, it wasn't what I was expecting. Sure. You know, you, you're never, well, and until you get like a, a true like handle on things, like you find like your groove, like which I didn't yet. Uh, I feel like things are up to change. Right, right. You know, um, I don't think Abigail that colleges and universities are in the Match. dot com business. You know, to match up exactly. roommates, uh, they're not. So, um, you know, we what kind of resources are available for someone that's going to be coming in as a freshman to try to find somebody that may be you know, suited or have come something common? You know, right. Um. So, 
I have this saying that there really is no perfect roommate. Um, I really don't think that I mean, I'm sure people find someone that they live very well with, but there's no like perfect living situation when it's not with family or, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's e- well, even when you're married to someone, it can be kind of difficult at times because you just have kinda? to get used to one of them. Kind of. You just have to get used to one another. Um, and everyone has their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And um, one major thing that I learned was before, you know, discussing a situation that you're unhappy about, mm-hmm. you have to reflect on yourself um, and that was something that I learned from Gail as well because we all have our shortcomings no one is perfect and something that you think may be fine is not fine to someone else right and Gail was that person that uh, is a mediator right yes. that can come in which I think is absolutely fabulous to help you know help with the situation and, yes. and Rose you probably could have used Gail or Dr. Phil or somebody to help you with your situation when I it mean, wasn't coming out so well like for my Gail in a sense was my RA yes oh. RAs are a huge resource that at BU I don't think students use enough mm-hmm. okay. I think a lot of students have this independent mindset when they come here because we're a school in a city and we're all kind of doing our own our own thing and have our own schedules and our own responsibilities but um we think that we can do it on our own and handle difficult situations on our own, but sometimes you do need help, um, like with an RA. And Rose found success with that, at least for the time being last yeah. year. So, Rose, tell us about that. You know, because when people, uh, students are going to be college students, they often hear about RAs, which residence assistants, and they, they look at them like, oh, these are the people that are going to come in and say, lower the music, yeah. you know, go to sleep, <laughs> you know, and things like that. And so they don't think of them as somebody that could help them mm-hmm. in a time like this. So tell me how you sought out your RA and what that what he or she did to help you. I feel like, I don't know if this is a case for everywhere, but here you almost don't interact with your RA like at all. Like usually they'll have one general meeting where mm-hmm. everyone from the floor um, meets up and they talk about the ground rules and then you kind of go your separate ways unless something comes up. Like they'll have floor events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's great. But like Unless you, like, are causing trouble super loud. Like, you actually probably won't interact with the RA a lot. So, for me, like, my RA this year always said, like, when we had our meetings and stuff, like, please, like, knock on my door. If I'm there, I'll always answer it. Or, like, I had her email, like, from – she gave me her email. She's like, or shoot me an email. Um, And then later on, when I started seeing her more frequently, she was like, shoot me a text, like super accessible. And like, she was like, when I, when I told her, like when I was like very like thankful for her, I was like, I know you have a lot going on. She's like, this is what I get paid to do because they do get to stay here. And like, they get like, they like can live at the housing for free. And I think their meal plan is covered too. You know, like it's kind of like her job. Right. So I like, it it made me feel better, but like, like I wasn't wasting her time. Cause she's like, you know, I am here this right. is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You're right. not a burden. It's her job to help you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so that's a good point and that people should remember. Get the email or the text number oh. of the RA. Even if you think you don't need it. That's exactly right. You know, you always it's, it's always a situation where just get it. And if you get it, you probably will never need it. But mm-hmm. if you don't get it, you are going to need it. Exactly. So that's a good point to, to make sure you get that, that you can contact them, you know, especially if it's late or something, and send a text and say, I need some help here. Yeah. And that's really, really that's good. That's Another thing mm-hmm. um, that I found when I was gathering some sources for this article was right there on the BU Housing website, there's a roommate success kit. That's, That's what, what it's she called. gave us. And um, I had never seen it, and I'm a student here as well, and I had never seen it before, um, you know, looking into this issue for the article. And in that kit, there's a link to it. Um, 
and you could even print it out if like you think it'll help you facilitate the conversation with your roommate but it covers so many topics that are really essential to student life like quiet time study time um what time you typically go to sleep what time you get up and I think that a lot of people don't think about that at first. They just think, oh, you know. Do we get along? Yes. <laughs> do we get along? Do I have things in common with this person? But they don't think about the daily things that are really important to your experience as a student. Mm -hmm. You know, I read this in your article, um, Abigail, in the Boston Globe, um, entitled How to Deal with a Difficult Roommate. And so I went online. I didn't know this existed at Boston University either. And it's called the Roommate Success Kit. And part one is you fill it out. Mm -hmm. And then part two is, you know, and your roommate will fill it out too. And then you come together to figure out how to do the compromise. And it's really fabulous. And, and Abigail, it's just what you said. They have categories, sleep, studying, use of room, cleanliness. Uh, sleep, like um, on weekdays, I generally go to bed before 10 p.m., before uh, 10 p.m. and midnight, between, I'm sorry, between 10 p.m. and midnight or after midnight. So you can, you know, figure out what everybody's sleep pattern is. And on the weekends, what time you're going to go to bed. This one, I thought, is, is really, I had to laugh at this one. This one's cleanliness. Okay, this is yeah. the cat. This was the category of cleanliness. Are you ready for this? Um, how frequently will I clean my side of the room? And the, the, the options are, ready, daily, bi-weekly, weekly, monthly. And I'm saying to myself, well, thank goodness it's not yearly. Because yeah. that would have been really something bad. Like one a, like semester. One, one, yeah, one <laughs> semester per year. Yeah, my goodness gracious, we're growing in that room. So, you know, I think that this is fabulous. What a great idea because it really makes you want to uh, think about yourself. Because you said that in with the conversation, Rose, that you think about how the situation, if your roommate is doing something, how is it affecting, you know, how mm -hmm. you're internalizing. And this is the same thing. And you probably didn't even realize that you maybe don't clean as much as you think you clean, okay? Mm -hmm. You're not, Rose, you're not a daily cleaner. So don't try to make like you're a daily cleaner, right? <laughs> so, I actually uh, am. Oh, here we go. There you go. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, if anything, I'm on the neat freak kind okay. of section. Like, Got I go it. a little too far. Okay. We're like, I kind of like, I'm like expecting other people to be on my level, which is pretty high. Okay. <laughs> if I come back to college, I'm moving with you, honey. So <laughs> I, 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 I like things really, really clean. So that's great. But I think this, this survey, it's, and again, it's, it starts the communication process because mm -hmm. what, what we said from the beginning is that's what it all comes down to. And you all know. And whether it's just a roommate or the significant other or, or whatever, when you don't communicate, it boils up to the point where it gets ugly. Yeah, yeah, it really, right. really gets ugly. And we all thought we knew each other when, like, we got our roommate success kit uh, printed out and handed to us, like, by our RA. And we all thought we knew each other. We were, like, kind of laughing about it, like, ha, 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 because we were all, like, we all knew each other before we moved in. So we were like, ha, ha, this is, like, kind of silly, you know. We, I kind of, in retrospect, wish we took it more seriously because things like sleep schedules became a big issue right. where I was waking up like pretty early because I work before I go to class and then my uh, other roommate she slept 14 hours a day I think mm -hmm. like something insane like that and like would get upset when like I made too much noise but you know that was something that you know like in when we had the kit you know if I took it a little bit more seriously maybe it could have prevented any like 
issues but we were like oh we know each other well enough and, and like honestly you probably don't right <laughs> and, and and what what i liked about the survey and the whole idea of conversation is you're realizing what you just said rose oh this is silly but no it isn't silly if she wants to sleep and you want to watch netflix get headphones because you know mm. uh she wants to sleep and we all know when you don't get enough sleep then you have a bit worse problem the next day because now we have a grouch on our hands yeah yes. so so really really having to you know to have that conversation In your article, um, Abigail, you said something, um, you gave out five um, suggestions to how to get, get along with a difficult roommate. And one was reflect. And so tell us about that. Yeah, um, so that was inspired by my own experience, but then also talking to Gail, she kind of, you know, drove it home as well that we, we cannot go into a situation assuming that we... Um, are free of fault and, you know, not doing anything that's also affecting the other person. Um, And I have definitely had situations where I would confront a roommate about something and not consider what I may have been contributing to have her act that way or her, you know, live this way. Um, And it it really takes two to tango. And um, yeah, I just think it's really important to reflect on, okay, what are the parts about me that could annoy someone or could make this not ideal for them um, so that I'm fully aware of the whole situation at, at least as much as I can be um, before, you know, your roommate chimes in. That's right. And then you can find a compromise. Yes. You, know, you may not, you know, uh, leaving things around, but, you know, putting them in piles to leave around. So this way they're not all over the place, whatever exactly. the situation is. So, Rose, one of the other things uh, is respect. You know, and, and respecting one another. So tell me how that might have helped. Um, it's funny. Um, the roommate I get along really well with. I'm going to live with her again next year because, like, we're like, okay, we got this figured out. Right, sure. Like, there's been so many ups and downs that now it's like nothing can, like, kind of do anything to us. I'm, knock on wood, though. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, jinx myself. But um, a big thing was, like, our actual values uh, we discovered that later on, like, at our core, this is, like, kind of separate from, you know, when do you go to bed? When mm-hmm. do you, like, at our core, we were very different people raised in different ways. And not saying that doesn't always mean you can't get along because you right. can. But, like, living with someone, you kind of see, like, different, like, the way you were raised, like, how comfortable you are with certain, like, subjects. It seeps into, like, a lot of, like, the comfort of where you are. Sure. So, um like you know like coming from different backgrounds like i identify as hispanic like my roommate that i get along with identifies as asian well she's asian like you know like um and kind of having our own experiences we had an easy time like you know being open to each other and like you come from china you know and like i'm from like colombia i live in america we had like this kind of common like open like we wanted like because we're not right american right. per se but you so. brought that lovely culture in you know yeah and, and uh, not just even stories. that we were from different places but that we were open to right. like we didn't write anything off or like assume anything about other people and i think that contributed to like why we were compatible right and our third roommate didn't understand right. where we were coming from couldn't place herself in other people's shoes the same way. Good point, very, very good point. Now, does your friend have family in Asia? She, she mm-hmm. oh, oh is, there a, is there a trip in our future uh, back there? Maybe yeah, I'm tra- I wanna go to China. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. So Abigail, you know, you had talked about take, finding compromise. 
uh, is, you know, big. And, you know, I, I have a significant other, and um, we're always, you know, compromising. Some of us a little bit more than others, okay? Right. So what? give me some ideas about um, compromising and how important that is. Yeah, so um, one of my favorite sentences in that article is that a lot of us are afraid to rock the boat, but it's very easy to capsize it if Ooh. you don't find some compromise and allow yourselves to find compromise. That's great. Because I think people are quick to assume that the other person won't compromise and they don't give them the chance to do so. So I think the first step is, you know, bring up the problem and give them a chance to compromise with you. Let, give them a chance to hear you out. Um, and you made a very good point. Like sometimes one person is compromising more than the other. And I think it should just it's definitely helpful to know that you're not always going to meet right in the middle. Right. Like sometimes someone else will be giving a little more than the other person. Um, but over time, as you, as you compromise at different levels, it's going to balance out. Right. So, um, right. so no tit for tat here. I mean, let's not keep score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're not going to, no one's going to win when you keep score. Exactly. Right. right. Unless it's a referee. Yeah. Uh, you should keep score. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, Another thing in the article, which I think was good, is that use the prevention strategy, check in per periodically. So did you find now, like with the roommates that you get in, do you have like a little like get together every so often and say, okay, how's everything going? Anybody any issues? Do you like get together and talk things out? Yeah. Um, especially that worked really well my freshman year. Yeah, that was good. Because we were all really open to it. Right. Um, and not that there's like you shouldn't have feelings there but looking at it in a more logical sense like you know we all are students we all like want to go to bed and like get a good night of sleep we all want like don't want to live in like a pigsty right. kind of thing like that works like checking in and making sure like you know if you said that you like oh i'm a like clean person i like i i don't keep trash out and then you like keep your food out like uh, overnight and something like that it's good to like kind of remind them like hey like you know, like if you leave your food out, it might attract bugs, you know, like something like that, like in a friendly way, like mm. that would work best. Um, and then sometimes, um, like for my situation this year, uh, checking in, a mediator is when it was successful this year. Right. We tried without a mediator, without like a third party that like, right. and it didn't go anywhere because we all it, it couldn't reach each other so I think once the RA was involved right. once the building supervisor was involved then it's like no one can like talk over each other right. or no one can like be too accusational because there's this person here that like doesn't live with you no you're not friends usually you know they're just there to do their job right you know that's that's really really good and I think that's, that's important because I think when people especially for students coming in that have never lived with anybody, or even if you are in a situation that's not good, it's very stressful when you're not getting along with somebody. And it's very stressful when you're not getting along and you're living in a, you know, the size of a room of a minivan. So it's really, really stressful. So the fact is, is don't do this alone. You know, you're not a negotiator and you can't negotiate for yourself because you're too involved with the story. So mm -hmm. get the RA, get the, 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 the mediator that you recommended in Cambridge, which we will put on the Facebook page. Um, and all the names and link of that because don't do you don't need to do this alone right and one thing that Gail said that I really appreciated was it's not the mediator's job to determine a winner or you know to mm. for them to decide who's right and who's wrong right. because that is not their job their job is to enable the conversation and help it along and facilitate right. it um, and make sure that everyone has the opportunity to get how they completely feel across um, 
so yeah, I think that that's an important takeaway. There is no winner in this situation. No one's right or wrong. Like that's how you reach compromise in the end. Yeah. So. That's a good point. You know, it's funny. You, you, you're coming to college thinking, oh, I'm going to learn everything about my major. And getting along with somebody in a very petite room may be the best thing you're going to learn. I learned exactly. so many life lessons this year. Like yeah. Within the past few months, I've had like the biggest adjustment, I think, of my life right. with people. Right. It'd be fun to go out and graduate. And, and then when you start negotiating with people at your work site, you're saying, you know, you know, I remember this. I yeah. remember. You look very familiar mm -hmm. to my roommate in college. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to thank the both of you, Abigail, for writing this great article that was in the Boston Globe. And it prompted me to have this discussion. And then for Rose coming in, and, and, and you're smiling, and you're just blooming here. And you're happy <laughs> so everything is good in the end when it comes it all to works out it, that's the way we're going to end this episode mm -hmm. it all works out thank you so much thank you for listening to spot on i am your host dr jones salji blake follow me on instagram and twitter at jones salji blake Please subscribe to Spot On through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, visit our Facebook page to join the conversation and tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?